Welcome to the TW Sports Group podcast. I'm Tim Waring. Today we'll be speaking to Lino Gordino. It's a great journey of someone that finished his playing career quite early on to undertake his education and his coaching licenses. Now a UEFA licensed coach, he has had experiences in his native Portugal, Qatar, and also in Switzerland. During this episode, he will share with you his mythology and his training procedure, his ideas of play, his dream to achieve, and also we'll talk about the emotion in the game as well. It's a great episode with plenty of content and learning, so sit back and enjoy this episode with Lino Gordinho. Good morning, Lino, how are you doing? Hi, good morning, Tim. Nice to hear from you. You too. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. To kick things off this morning, tell the listeners whereabouts are you in the world today? Well, today I'm in, uh, I'm in Belgrade, in, uh, in Serbia. Just arrived uh, two days ago, so today I'm here. I'm based here. Oh, wow. And uh, what's, what's the weather like there? Is it cold? Well, it's just uh, snowing from uh, the last... Really cold and snowing. It's beautiful. I recognize that it's, but yeah, it's very cold. And from Portugal, beautiful weather, terrible <laughs> winter, and now just minus temperature. So, well, uh, <laughs> you need to get a couple of extra layers on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's not ready. Believe me, I arrived to the airport just with a blazer and a shirt, and I freeze. <laughs> oh, so what, what, what's the current project then that you're working on well i just uh, i just finished i was working at Coimbra in portugal second league and uh, last month we well, the staff to stop it and uh, for the moment i'm not into any project so just get it the next one well, yeah. that's the that's my self project now. Yeah, fantastic, Brian. And we're very excited to see where you go to next. Then, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring it right back. I mean, tell us all. Growing up, where did you grow up and playing football? Tell us a bit about well, that journey. Well, I I grew up in a, in a village uh, near uh, Lisbon, between Lisbon and Setúbal in Portugal, in mm-hmm. um, in Quinta do Conde. Well, and I, I was, I always like to play football, so I had the opportunity to to play to to the youth competition around until uh, actually 19 years old, and uh, after, although I I wanted really really play football, but I made I think the first of my life like well, I will be connected with football if I continue to play but in a low, low, low level. So I decided to stop after my 19 competition finish and I went to study to be connected with football in a real way to be able to reach a level. I understood that my level was not top enough to keep yeah. fighting for some dreams that I had when I was a child. So that was my decision. Probably it was the biggest, first big decision. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I can I can reflect on that as well because I stopped playing quite early. I mean, nothing ever beats the feeling of playing football, regardless what level. But yeah, I mean, 
I thought the same that I would go further in coaching than what I would do playing. So uh, I was about 24 when I stopped playing and uh, still played for fun like in, in between. But it was obviously always just this, the focus on the, the coaching education. And um, so you started in your coach education. You're now a, a UEFA A licensed coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, through the I I was able to to do my specialization in I immediately got the of coaching in Portugal. Uh, but after I went to work in Qatar and uh, since I couldn't any coaching license in Portugal was difficult, was far. So I had the opportunity to do my coaching license in uh, in Belfast in, in North of Ireland. So yeah. I did I did all the coaching license in in Ireland. So and I hope finish there as well. Oh excellent. That we'll be able to definitely well hook up and catch up. What what, what did you make of the uh, Northern Ireland accent? Well it Could was you... uh, it was <laughs> difficult in the beginning but I prepared myself <laughs> Uh, and uh, well, believe me, it was difficult. Especially in the beginning, was not a lot of. What we need to do? Technical is a task. Hey, I didn't understand. Fuck. Oh, hey, 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 please. Oh, but what we need to do? Oh, where I go now? So a lot of times, even in the practice, I just follow the group. Like uh, I saw the guys going. Oh, I go also. Ah, oh, you need to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will do it. So yeah, it was not easy, but uh, it was it was fantastic, really, really. I had the opportunity to meet people from all over the world. Uh, sometimes we also with the ex footballers, so we got different inputs. It was really, really, and uh, it was like um, a meeting point where. Uh, it was just football and uh, a lot of people from football, different experience. So it was really interesting. Well, after yeah. I started to adapt to the language and <laughs> to the accent, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what, when I launched this me, podcast, the, the I thought, the first I better speak. My... speak. I, I just thought when I launched this podcast, I better speak relatively slow for people that are listening all over the world because our accent is a real twang to it. And we've got a habit of speaking very fast. Yeah, but believe me, that's what's make you guys special. It's interesting. <laughs> but I suffered more when I was when I was a young coach in Benfica in the youth, and we went. I went to my colleague with my colleague. We went to Scotland to deliver uh-huh. some um, some uh, trainings during... on behalf of Benfica. And there I suffered because my English was very poor. <laughs> Your English is very poor. I will send you so you can practice. Yeah, okay, let's go. But when I was there, it was really, really, really difficult. I suffered a lot. Suffered a lot. <laughs> you see, that ours was is a really bad. Yeah. No, it was when you go to difficult. Scotland, it's, it's just the noise. It's just the noise. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the, the kid was coaching and one kid came running to me and he said, Hey, can I go? What? Can I go on goal? I took a lot of time to understand that it is the goalkeeper. So it was very, very, very difficult. Can I go on goal? Oh, yeah, of course. But I took like nearly one minute to understand what he wanted to say. Yeah. Easy, but yeah. But I, yeah, I it's like to, to this um, to comfort zone. So I always have, uh, I like to go without plan and 
like yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. And if you can understand when you're in Belfast, if when you go to Scotland, if you go to the northeast of England, Newcastle and around that area, um, yeah, if you can understand English in those areas uh, in the UK, it's no yeah. problem as you go further south. <laughs> and when I went to Scotland, I, I my English was very, very... I developed later in Qatar. That's why I could manage better in North. But when I zero zero, yeah. <laughs> and you still keep in contact with Hugo because we had Hugo Vicente on the podcast last season. Yeah, yeah, I've been in contact with him. Well, uh, lately, just to change a few messages. Not that often. I don't see him. But uh, but uh, I follow his career. I follow what he's doing. So yeah, more or less in contact. But yeah, I follow his projects and all of that. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate him a lot. And it's always interesting for me to ask a question. You know, you started your coach education at the university in the Basic Coaching Award in Portugal, and then you continued it over here in Belfast. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you find the courses? You know, with a similar, was it a different way? I, I know, obviously, they've all got to put them in a specialised order because they're all backed by UEFA. But how did you find the actual physical delivery of the course in Belfast compared to maybe Portugal? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in the university, to, to try to, to explain the difference, well, in Portugal, in the, in the university, I was trying to, to be, in general, physical education teacher. But mm-hmm. a part of that, we could... Um, uh, a sport, so I choose football. So it was one here only. So we followed the, the specific pro. And after we did specialization, the the federal to give us the UEFA C license. Well, is the the first course because in Ireland I start with the UEFA B, the basic. All Europe required the first one, but in Portugal we had this UEFA C, the first mm-hmm. the university was uh, giving us was regarding the physical uh, demand and the preparation was um, it was at, in Portugal it was one year to have to work in all the prince, so we had much more time and much more time of practice and theory. Belfast are different. It was, it was a little bit more resumed, but the demand was quite uh, was quite similar. To be honest, a big difference in the general ideas. There is one common point that I appreciate a lot. And I identify similar. It was the organization, the organization of the concepts. Okay, now we are working on the phase of play. So the playing through the thirds, the, the middle third, the it was the organization was quite similar in terms of progression of the. So I did felt big difference regarding the physical, the physical training and the physical practice. We were a lot of students, so we could not. A lot of times, we were more just to demonstrate. We could not leave much more the practice in Portugal since it was one year. We exercise, so it was. Physically, it was more demand because also we had more time. In a, in the UEFA, is more just to yeah need to be more specific and need to be quicker. But the concepts, but I, I like it a lot and I, I felt similar. 
Yeah, and I mean, you made a great point there. I mean, I, I think it's really nice the networking you can do on these courses. You know, you meet so many different uh, experiences from the game, those that have played the game professionally, the, the coaches of all different levels. And I think that's that's great, especially when you've got your downtime, when you're eating lunch or dinner, the people that you might have around you at that table that you can learn from and exchange yeah, ideas yeah. and views with. Yeah. yeah, totally. Because, for example, in the football training, I always speak about, because we have two hours where we where we work with the players in the trade, but the other mm -hmm. twenty two, what they are doing, that's very important. And experience was exactly that. We had the moments of the the class, mm -hmm. but the other hours after the theory, after the class, where we where we sit to have lunch. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, we are doing this. Hey, what do you believe? you think about this uh, set plays idea that this guy is doing on this club? Hey, what do you think about this coach now? You think he will succeed? Why? So that moment, that, yeah, that was brilliant. That was brilliant in in Belfast. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. It's like 10 days. Because it's 24 hours football. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're, they're hard going. I mean, it's like you're, you're practically on the pitch at nine in the morning and you're not finishing up to about nine at night. Um, yeah. And that's before you start planning, making notes from your day and planning for your 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 sessions the next day as well. So it is, it's physically and mentally draining the coaching weeks. <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, so a week that you are doing something that you really love. So you just you yeah. ju you just go with everything, and it's like yeah. it's ten days, so it's it's good to give everything. Yeah, hundred percent. And what we want to do now is we want to focus on you and what you specialize in. I mean, if you want to tell the listeners just about your your, your methodology and training procedure, um, just, just explain that then. Well, uh, I had the, the opportunity to work in uh, a few countries and uh, that, and I, I usually say that I'm constantly changing my glasses to see the training and to see the because uh, I try to don't see always in the same way but well uh, the procedure uh, the methodology or the idea of playing I believe that, um, well it's quite different between the youth and the, and the, because uh, well I had the possibility to work during a lot of time in the youth and in my opinion my opinion the a safe transfer for the well Regarding the, the last experience that I had, I believe in the, in the training procedure is very important, the, the value of the, the main reference. So what we do during the week needs to be according to make sure that the players arrive to the game fresh and ready to compete. A lot that uh, is in, in a holistic approach where I don't separate the things. Like, the, of course, there is complementary work, some strength work, all these complements. But I believe that the concept to be an holistic approach, I believe that we need to coach the players with ball and without ball. I don't like much to separate when we, when we, after the transition, we lose the ball. I try to see the game in an offensive way and defensive moments so and all the transitions inside so work on this holistic way of seeing uh, the game something that 
is very, very, very important during the training procedure, during the methodologies, individual uh, impact of the players. I believe that if we value the individual development of the players, and I had this idea in the youth, but after working in the profession, I'm more sure that the professional players also can, of course, there is yeah. different impacts in different players that 536, maybe, maybe you can adjust something on their game, maybe you can yeah. help, but like the young players, 20, 21, 22, if you focus on them, they can become better because the player, a certain contract today, he wants to have a much better contract in the end. So mm -hmm. the individual development, we are promoting a better individuals for a better. I believe a lot on, uh, on that. And during the week, that we we should work with with dynamics with the concepts with the okay with in the holistic way and we try to identify which moments we are not being that good and try to organize the exercises to cut that parts and to develop of course one of my main reflections in the in the past now is positional play uh, about these possessions but uh, I'm now about the progression games to to give another step to the positional games okay yes but with the progression idea because if i speak about my idea always in the training procedure for example i believe that our idea is a team with uh, with initiative i want with initiative with ball or or uh, without ball so the players needs to be to have a clean understanding of the the different moments with ball and with the space where they assume the veil to progress on the field and um, and to reach the finishing uh, as soon as possible so this idea in my opinion needs to be present in every exercise that we do that's why i was speaking about the holistic approach so having this idea Every training in every exercise, I think, is very, very, very important. For example, when we have a training session, for me, okay, we have the collective concepts, the concepts that we want to reach on that training. That we need to make sure. I like to see the training, to see that, and to see as much things as possible. I don't want to focus only on the offensive. If I have one team playing, uh, training some exercise from playing through the third, to also coach the guys that are defending this, so I try to to have always present on um, on my on my training. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and I, I like that. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, you can see that in some of the top teams. There's a lot of talk at the moment about Manchester United not having a an identity or not, you know, knowing they're just, just seems to be very, very slow at the moment, like defensively organising, they're not great and even going forward. So, I mean, there has been a lot of questions by the top pundits saying, does Manchester United have an identity at the minute and how they're training, how is that coming onto the pitch when they, when they you know, in the, the competitive games? Yeah, I mean, that's just one example yeah, of the top level yeah. of the game, you know, just yeah, from picking yeah. out there recently. Following the Premier League, following the Premier League, that I'm a fan, of course, okay. we identify Chelsea, we identify Man City, Liverpool, 
we look at the team and there is identity, there is manager. We know how they will play. You know, coaches, that technical stuff, because I don't believe the work is only from the coach, but that have that idea, we know what to expect. And from Man United was not that what to expect. It's like mm-hmm. the team that always play what the game allows. Uh, if one moment they can have ball, they will have ball. If in another moment they can just defend so or play counter, it's not that clear what is on the game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, in the highest level, I think also that they yeah. are not that clear on it. And mm-hmm. that, well, now with the sign of Ralph, is uh, something will change, to be honest. Looks like some clear idea about uh, about himself. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm a big Manchester United fan, so it hasn't been great yeah. watching no, no, the last but, number of years. But, hey, <laughs> but, but I, I more like his 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 legacy, his historical, it's fantastic. But I, they don't give another step to yeah. To, yeah. to be honest. Uh-huh. I mean, because what... in the end, I have feeling that this is my course. But in my... when we play the game, when we are coaching a team, when we have games, the game. But if we lose the game and we don't have idea, we lose everything. Yeah, like we don't have a, a a way to go to follow because it's normal we lose. If we lose games and we don't have our idea to to grab and to keep going and to believe it, I think it's difficult. I really think it's mm. difficult. That's why yeah, I believe yeah. Xavi will be coach because he's very clear about what he wants, the way how he wants to play. So, And like Pepe is like, or even Jurgen Klopp is like, I believe that they prefer to improve their way of thinking, their idea, than constant of idea. And I think mm. this is a big advantage to, to move forward. Mm. Definitely, and that's it. As you quite rightly said, it all comes down to how the training and the level, the organisation, the training, and the instruction, and how well they can communicate that to a group of players uh, from the individual approach and through collectively as a team. Now, one one of the other points of reading your notes are is um, you know your your dream to achieve. You know, tell yeah, us more well, about that. Yeah, just to 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 close, you were saying now something very important about the individual. And uh, I think just before to to answer to your um, question, individual approach is very important not only during the session because we need when we prepare the session we need to understand if the collective exercise suits to the individual needs. If uh, okay, let's say we have a winger, we are playing from the right side, and the left winger we have. So we need to understand when the collective exercise is there, if we are working also on the needs of this player. But for that, the player needs to know. So for me, the individual coaching is also more an individual commitment with the player. When we meet with the player alone and we say, hey, you need to understand this. And from that point, you can reach all your desires. And, uh, and, and I think we need to work on this because when we work on this separately out of the field, players get more commitment and we help them to be better players for them. So it was just to, to close that. Well, regarding my dream, I, I have let's, let's say I already did one half because one of my dreams is to be in, uh, I had the opportunity to be in a, in a World Cup under 20. 
after taste that i said no i need to to leave the the main one up but what yeah. i really would like to listen was champions league song and to be on the back so <laughs> that's my purpose i need to i i need to listen that challenge the honesty uh-huh. is uh, i uh, that's that's what <laughs> try to to move on that way yeah that'll be the pinnacle that's, that's special that's special. yeah yeah i mean i still get goose goosebumps when i hear that going over the uh, Old Trafford and Stanford, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, it's something, something special, something special. So that's what moved me, moved me really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I mean, I've noticed that you have you know, worked in a lot of countries. You know, obviously your home, Portugal, Qatar, and Switzerland. You know, tell yep. tell us what it's like. You know, traveling around. I mean, um, you have to adapt, obviously, to. A different culture, um, and obviously understand the fabric of the clubs that you're going to. I mean, tell us how you know you, you get you get to those points and understand that in each country. And mm-hmm. was there a favorite country that you've worked in so far? Well, um, from every country I've been, I I took from um, from uh, something special because if I start from Portugal, I was very young coach. I started with like as in the university, I start to coach. And uh, it's the moment that with 19 years old, you coach in two clubs, you give some classes in the school, so you have two, three jobs at the same time. A person that you, you listen everything, you know. It was a moment of my life that I listen, listen everything, and I want to grab all the opportunities, go everywhere, listen everybody. So Portugal, that was the, the feeling. I wanted to listen everything. But mm-hmm. what person... Uh, my coordinator Fica, the professor of Fonsanta, that is somebody that marked my coaching life because in he to, to coach, of course, he put me in uh, some um, environments where I need really to develop my coaching and always we advise with. But he, come on, I was a kid, eighteen, nineteen. And you always give uh, me and to my colleagues around advices that the values in the team were was most important. And I took that. That's very, very important. The contact with that person for me key was for mm-hmm. me was for me key because changed my way of the game yeah. and uh, yeah. to work with partners. Because in football we need to work with a lot of people. And I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a uh, special episode I'm in a game and there is a goal you know there is a goal and he came behind me and he said hey say to that to the other one because uh, okay he scored but the other one make a, an extraordinary mm-hmm. appreciate him and he said one day this will be the secret of your teams and just make you think on that moment when you want to say you are already late say, but you keep that for uh, for the next one so this kind of values that for me were very important. After in Qatar, to be, be fantastic because Qatar was a center of um, football because uh, I was working in Aspire Academy and after in football association, and a lot of because the country is according to the World Cup in 2022. So everything happening around the country is for the World Cup. So. A lot of tournaments, 
teams coming in general was coming uh, Russian teams to make it friendly. We we with the the young teams we every six weeks with teams from all over the world, from student uh, student juniors, teams from Brazil, team from England. For a, for a week we receive England national team just to play with us. So it was mm -hmm. fantastic because we cross I with a lot a lot of people. So Qatar helped me to develop my idea change the glasses constantly mm. with the two different directors with different ideas but both were valuable to build your uh, own knowledge about the game so and I have that experience in Portugal Benfica Balenenses and after in in a Inspire Academy and the Qatar Football Association helped me to, to be ready for the professional football, to be honest. So I think yeah. because I could hear from a lot and working in the Qatari players gives me one, one special uh, strength. Be patient with the players because it was not that easy to, to <laughs> convince them to what we wanted. So develop a lot my, my patience. But, but the environment <laughs> Brilliant, was fantastic, <laughs> and had the opportunity to travel all over. Come on, we had, we did, just to give an example, because to offer a eighteen, we had to travel a lot. So once we went to Saint George's Park, a camp, and on the week wow. before was there Barcelona, <laughs> was there Benfica, and we were in the middle of the schedule, so you could just feel, you know. And uh, we amazing. played with uh, with England uh, also, and uh, it was amazing. The opportunity mm -hmm. was fantastic. That's brilliant. And I'm always intrigued asking coaches, you know, how, how do they find, you know, it's a different way of life when you go to obviously another country, you know, do you embrace that or are you focused just with your coaching or do you try and get out and example the culture on the different way of life? Well, I, I had them. Um, I think it's very important when you go outside first, understand the culture and I understood mm -hmm. that in Qatar and later on on Switzerland first in Qatar uh, I had um, a call a Qatari coach he told me you know the key here in Qatar and to here stay long is the he called the key is to understand understand the principles understand what they like how they are who they because if you understand them you will be able they will be able and uh, mm -hmm. if you don't build this trust with the Qatari players forget you will not succeed mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. he, he always since the beginning helped me to to respect that values that could make the difference because they are different they have different they see the game in a different way so not only the game the life they other things so I think is is key to understand the culture to understand you are, but after you can apply your ideas and you can coach in your way. I believe it's very, very important to respect the players, and I always try to to understand their, the about coaching was about to understand their life out of the football field. We had the opportunity when I was in the in the small. Um, in 
under nine and under 10. We had a program where we go to the schools. Yes. Uh, later on, we had a program where we visit the family. So this allow you to understand where they are coming from and in what they believe. So I believe this is... You need to understand the special part to, yeah. to succeed. Yeah. Um, after Later on, what was different was I, it's a totally professional environment um, and it's different, but you also need to understand the way how they show emotion different than the Portuguese ones. Um, mm. And you have players from different parts and uh, with all in a different way. So that's why I believe the individual are important because usually you have 22, 23 players, 24, let's say, all different. So if you treat them all in the same way, for sure some of them will not re like you expect. Mm -hmm. So you need to, to understand where to touch everyone. Of course, yeah. there is that that are the um, that will uh, f that will be the the line eh? that nobody can understand their needs in my in my mm -hmm. opinion yeah and i think it's such a great way to develop as an individual is, is, is traveling is a big word out there and it's brilliant to be able to go out and respect other people's cultures and i mean i live in a beautiful island here and uh but sometimes here it's like it's a closed shop when you live on an island. It's like oh, we've, well, we don't want to change. We've always done it this way, and that doesn't matter whether that's sporting or political. We're very, very slow to adapt. Whereas I just love being able to to travel and embrace and network. Mm -hmm. And I think if you take a little nugget just from each place that you go to, you think that's great. But as you quite rightly say, you do have to adapt it in a wee bit so that it'll work when you're in that that country, respecting that cultural and stuff. So you really do have to, to live as a local. But one of the other areas I wanted to go and highlight on that you touched on, which is really big in the game at the moment, is the emotional side of the game. Yeah, I think, well, I think that's why the reason we are there uh, on the bench, because in the end, we will lose more games probably than you win. So you need mm -hmm. to be ready for that. But mm -hmm. when you win, is something special, you know? And that emotional part is what what move what what moves us, no? And I think when we start to have the capacity not to control the emotions, because but I believe we understand the emotions, you know. Uh, you are on the game when you have this feeling. Wow, this is fantastic. Well, I I could share with you one uh, emotional moment that Mark my career and I believe change all of that um, well uh, under 19 Asian Cup in uh, in Indonesia and we, we qualify for the quarter uh, the, the quarter finals yeah and if you win that quarter finals game you are in the World Cup under 20 in Poland so you country because in all the years uh, what so, and we already had a crazy game against you know, the stage where we are winning 6-1 and we finish 6-5. So, it was crazy. <laughs> moment, I just remember to say to my goalkeeper coach, hey, I think I don't feel <laughs> And it's crazy. But, but after we move, we go to the to the decisive game because in the end, it was so high. Why? Because we worked two years 
for that day, for that game. But since the day that we took the team, um, with the, the, the we took the team, we informed the team that, hey, we are to qualify for the World Cup in two years. So everything you do is for that day. So we are playing the game. We score 1-0, 2-0. We go off time, 2-0. But by our mentality, Qatari players, we were thinking, oh my God, this is so dangerous. But okay, let's go. So <laughs> we go second round and the stadium start to get full, you know. Start to get full was not that full because our game would play Indonesia against Japan and they were uh, Indonesia were so mm-hmm. were the host team and they hate Qatar because we won 6 5 each fight to new not much expectation already half stadium full maybe 20 we end up the game with 40 uh, something so <laughs> we are playing second half and 2 1 2 2 minutes 3 2 for Thailand oh yeah mamma mia oh. that moment my emotions were why what I did wrong in my life why <laughs> and in one moment 87 minutes one far a guy shoot I think somebody grabbed the goalkeeper off in the we make 3 3 and we go to the extra time in extra time we won wow so, <laughs> that that emotion, that what I lived on, that for me changed my my career because if we don't go to the World Cup, work more on the national team, and probably your next step, maybe my could not be for grasshoppers. Maybe the next step of my colleague, the head coach on that time, for Estoril Pride, that is now first division and doing amazing job. So, mm-hmm. know what could be after that? You. And I don't know if it's luck, but that emotion is is unforgettable. is uh, is incredible. So for me, it's very important the emotion to leave mm-hmm. the emotion, mm-hmm. but also when you coach to have the emotion because maybe one goal, one pass, whatever. But they will never forget. How do you say the things? How do you listen? And if, if you, you have this impact, I think is is to have the emotions connected with the learning process so yeah. i live on that i was just sharing what i live has emotion being in the game but factors for this for the training procedure i think is very 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 important to give your stamp on the player mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, definitely i mean my opinion yeah no I, I think you're exactly right i mean luck does play a part but i also believe that the sometimes the harder you work thing that I'm always intrigued at as leaders. When I've watched the, the pro game over the years when I was younger, they made the leaders out in the pitch, but it seems to have changed somewhat in the modern game now. Do you think people just aren't mentally as strong as what they were? Well, um, it's changing. Uh, it's changing. Uh, lately it's changing also because communication that we use with the players 30, 40 years ago is not uh, applied anymore. I think the players um, different kind of communication also because the knowledge of the game and the knowledge is different now. I'm not saying that is higher or lower, but 
systems. Um, I believe that uh, in nowadays that coaches are in in the past to be coach was not uh, like coach, but today you prepare to be coach. You prepare yourself to be a top. You invest. You have people working with you, around you. Different. I think in nowadays demands much more characteristics of emotional to lead groups. The newer, newer coaches are getting on that because they understood and they believe that the communication with the with the players is key. The relations inside the group is everything. So I think the leaders we don't accept much. Okay, of course you need a leader that uh, have principles inside the team spirit and all the players need to follow. But in all days you need respect for the players. I don't believe anymore on that rough respect or non-respect by the players that you do what I want and that's it. I think that's not applied anymore. I think mm -hmm. the leaders in nowadays are more sophisticated and understand much more people. They know more about people. So uh, I believe more uh, on that. You is totally changing nowadays. That's why yeah. also in the past you see all people being more coach or just value the, the experience as a in nowadays you have young coaches that never play football being coaches so that because they have these characteristics of mm -hmm. leadership yeah that's been well, well, I'll tell you what's been I believe on it yeah yeah tell me it's been such an intriguing conversation you know, with with yourself today and uh, um, you know your journey uh, stopping playing you know, at such an early age because you're driven to think that I'm going to get further in the professional game as a coach and I'm really excited you know, what, what, what's the future for Lino what, what's your next project what, your next goal well my next my next goal is uh, I would like uh, left Qatar I, I went back to um, to work in Europe and uh, well out of the top five leagues of course being coaching but uh, I want to continue football for the moment but um, since now I, I'm not in any project of possibilities but nothing clear so um, I will uh, prepare myself I want to prepare myself for the, that moment so my project now on myself on my needs because I believe mm -hmm. that the players uh, individual needs during during the coaching process during so I also believe that the coaches need to adapt and to change. Like I was saying before, to see why the last project maybe was not that good. What I need to the coach because I want to, to reach my, my goal. So my task now is to work on myself, speak with my my teammates on, on the previous Developing and uh, I try always to do this exercise like about method. I search for two, three persons to understand more about uh, uh, about the emotional part of the game. I try to get another input, so I try to on that way to keep up with people, but making my my own reflection. Excellent. And if our listeners would like to continue to follow your journey or maybe to reach out and connect with you, what would be the best handle for them on social media to follow you? 
usually I am in uh, active LinkedIn, Lino Gudino active, and also Twitter. But Twitter, I just follow. I just follow people. But actually, through LinkedIn is actually the best, the best to follow me. And I like always to to be in contact with people to share opinion. I will be very happy if that if that happens. Yeah, that's that's super Lino. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for sharing your experiences. Thanks a lot. I appreciate a lot this time, and um, well, I like uh, I like to share. So my pleasure, totally. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Have soon. a great day. Thank you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks to Lino and thank you to everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to our weekly podcast and share with your friends. You can become a paid subscriber to help support the podcast and access bonus material from only $1.99 per month. The bonus material features every guest's favourite selection of music, their dream team and a fun quick round Q&A. If you'd also give us a review it would be great. You can get in touch for a shout out by emailing tim at twsports.org. Just put podcast in the subject box. You can also receive my weekly video training sessions by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash twsportsgroup. Gain access to the full coaching library of videos that I've been selecting and posting over the past year. But thanks for listening. I'm Tim Waring and I'll be back next week with another episode on the TW Sports Group podcast. Speak soon and take care.